Welcome to Pretty Please Paris, your passport to living well in Paris. I'm Tioka, your host for today. I'm Elizabeth. And I'm Andy. So today we're going to do our usual segments. First one, we ask, what are we drinking? And then for our main segment, we're going to talk about time and how does time seem to pass differently in Paris than in other cities? And then finally, we're going to end with Bizu Bizu, our special segment on Paris tips and recommendations. So, Elizabeth, what are you drinking today? Well, after last week when we talked about all my sleep issues, I decided one thing I should probably not do is drink a lot of caffeine in the afternoon. So, uh, instead of my usual coffee or tea, I am actually drinking uh, a classic yogi tea, caffeine free. <laughs> Uh, sort of spicy, almost like a chai, you mm-hmm. know, and I am enjoying it. Yes. Excellent. I really like yogi tea. Good, good, good. Um, they've got a lot of uh, different options. And yes, I'm super sensitive to caffeine too. So I, I like them as an alternative. And they have on every tag, you know, they have these little sayings in French, you know, like a, like a little, what you get out of a fortune cookie almost, you know. Mm-hmm. So today it says, la bonté est la lumière de la vie. Goodness is the light of life. Oh, I like that. There you get a little extra bonus uh, thought for the day. (laughs) Nice. Andy, what are you drinking today? Hmm. Uh, Today I am drinking, um, I'm sort of ashamed to tell you, Uh, (laughs) it's uh, Nespresso, you know, with those little capsules and uh, it's just so easy to do and there's all the different choices it's nothing uh new um but it's convenient when my husband is around and he's not around uh this week uh he always makes a big pot of tea and we put it in this kind of thermos and that's usually what i will reach for uh when i'm home as i am today uh but he's not here so i can imagine i had to make my own beverage um, <laughs> but espresso is good. Now that you can recycle the pods, there's can there's you? nothing wrong. With yeah, yeah. You like toss them in the trash. In my neighborhood, you can. You can also drop them off at certain places around town. They're like you know places where they collect them. But in in my uh, neighborhood, which is a little outside Paris, you can put them in the recycling. Yeah. And um, and in Paris, you can just drop your bags off at the Nespresso store. Um, even across from the very lovely Bon Marché uh, department store, there's a little Nespresso store. And uh, on the weekends, you see big uh, trash bags full of full of little little things. <laughs> you know, I know this. Like I know you can drop them off at the Nespresso uh, Nespresso store, but I am never. You know, like, I, yeah, I go buy them, but I don't think to go to Bon Marché. Oh, wait, before I go to Bon Marché, let me grab my plastic bag. <laughs> but there are other places, too. Like, I don't know, around me, like, there's a gas station that takes them. There, there are different places. So it, might, it might be closer than you think. Okay. You just have to check on their site. Okay. I will. You can also, this is kind of ridiculous, but you can pay and they will pick them up <laughs> for you. Well, yeah. yeah. Like if you if you organize your delivery of your new ones at a specific time and say you want to pick them them to take away your old ones, they yeah. will. Huh. You just have to pay like 10 euros. Oh my gosh, I would never do that. <laughs> 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 <I'm not even laughs> <escaped>. <laughs> no, 
no, no, no. I will find it because right now I have about, oh gosh, I don't know. It's like they give you these little plastic bags so you can uh, recycle them someplace mm-hmm. <laughs> one day. I don't think I've been in months. And it, the bag is bursting. And we don't, I don't drink that much coffee. I'll drink like maybe one a day. But um, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's a good, yeah, I must have two months worth of capsules there. It's, um, it's ready to burst. So yeah, I, mm, okay. Well, I didn't think that that uh, beverage choice would bring so much conversation, but there you go. <laughs> Yeah, a whole bunch of new tips. Very good. It's good to know. Um, well, I'm not drinking anything too exciting other than a chai um, tea. Uh, like I said, I'm pretty sensitive to caffeine, so I that kind of skip the tea leaves in my chai and just use um, some sliced um, ginger. And I love putting in a little bit of anise mm. and black pepper. Wow. And a pinch of cinnamon and also cardamom powder. I put the cardamom powder because, I don't know, I just don't really do well with cardamom seeds. I never kind of get them as small as I need them to be. So I just use cardamom powder, kind of cheating a little bit there. Wait, so this is what, in a water base or? No, I put it in um, some type of um, vegetable milk. Um, I really like using rice milk because there's just a little bit of sweetness to it. Um, or uh, I can also use almond milk or, or whatever, but any sort of um, vegetable milk, and it's just soothing and warm, and it's kind of my uh, it's my, my nice little afternoon pick me up without the caffeine. So you boil, sort of boil it up, and then yeah, you, or so you steep it. it, and then you you uh, put it through like a, a filter or something. Actually, I just I usually boil it around the time I'm making lunch, and then I kind of let it sit there the whole time I'm eating lunch, and then afterwards I just pour it through um, a regular strainer. Even if mm. I put some, some pepper in with my tea, that's not a problem at all. It's really, I'm just trying to filter out the, the ginger slices and the anise. Um, wow, that sounds really nice. It sounds really good, I, yeah. I hope my husband can make me that. If he can't, Andy, I'll come over and make you a cup. <laughs> oh, that would be so nice when lockdown is over. <laughs> Fair enough. All right, so let's move on to our main segment for today which is time. There's so much about Paris that seems timeless, um, from the Eiffel Tower to the Haussmannian buildings, and yet time does pass here. But I'm wondering if it might maybe passes a little bit differently. Um, I don't know. I just don't feel like I have the same concept of time in Paris that I did when I was living in New York. So what are your thoughts, lady? How, ladies? How does time pass for you? In Paris. Well, the first thing that came to mind with this topic uh, was remembering when I first got to Paris and the realizing that everything shut down on Sundays. Mm. Now, this is something that I was not used to at all. In growing up in Los Angeles, which is a big city, I mean, everything is open on Sundays the same as any other day of the week, practically. More things are closed on Mondays than on Sundays. So at first I found this extremely frustrating (laughs) because if you're working and, you know, you only have one day to do all of your errands. Uh, But, you know, when I talked to my husband and other French people about it, you know, they really actually liked that. The fact that you were really forced to slow down on the weekends and take time. It wasn't necessarily a religious thing, although obviously that's how it started. Mm. But it was very much, um, you know, 
wanting to differentiate the weekend from the week. And, you know, again, there's this idea in, in France. What? I think there's a big element of protecting workers, too. Yeah. yeah, that's true, too. Yeah, exactly. Yes, to not force them to give up all their weekends to to work. And it, it does sort of give, you know, sort of force you to, to take time off and to go back to the idea of, you know, quality of life, how important that is for for people here, you know, that it shouldn't be all about work all the time. And and so that was something that was really different and took me a while to get used to, but now I really like it. And I, when I go back to visit the States, I always forget that things are fun on Sundays. Or and sometimes night, it's good. Uh, you know, like Tuesday night, you can go buy milk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, Elizabeth, that's an excellent point. I had the same um, the same reaction. It took me lo- a long time to get used to it, and my husband was the same way. I and mean, he really likes that that it forces him to slow down, and also that it's like a forced um, way of respecting the the weekend, a sense of, of breaks for um, people who 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 might not have the power to sort of demand their Sundays off otherwise. So. No, I, I mean, it's, it's the same with the vacations, you know, people, it's a big joke how many vacations we have here, how long the vacations are. But, uh, you know, and people think it's because French people are, are lazy or don't want to work and it, it, and it isn't that. It really is to protect people that didn't have the rights, who are being exploited, you know, who didn't have the chance to get away on vacations. Mm-hmm. And so it had to be codified into the law. Yeah, it's hard and to it, say no to your boss. <laughs> And, uh, you know, it's, it happens that people don't take all their vacations here, but a lot less, I feel, than, than in the States, for example. Most people take advantage of it, you know, and again, it's a different rhythm of, of life. So it's, it's, it is, a, even though if the work day maybe is just as long and you're working just as intensely, I do feel there's a different rhythm overall mm-hmm. to time here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, <clears throat> that that example of the Sundays, I forgot about that. That was a big shock to me when I got mm-hmm. here. It didn't make any sense to me. It irritated me to no end. Um, and uh, in time, yeah, I, I think I've uh, I've sort of adopted that mentality saying, you know, I'm going to cordon off this particular day. I also noticed that uh, only close friends would propose uh, to meet on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. You know, it, mm-hmm. it's like, it's this like kind of a, it's a day behind the velvet red rope, you know, the red velvet rope, right? It's very, a special kind of VIP day. Oh, the Sunday family lunches. Mm. That's another thing. Yeah. That I, mean, I had to. That, I don't have a. Um, uh, get used to it. I mean, I, you know, my in-laws don't live so close to me. I do know people who every Sunday had to go to their in-laws and have, you know, three, four hour family lunches. I'm, I'm glad I didn't have to do that, but you know, again, that's, that's a, I would say, uh, somewhat of a difference than the way that I grew up. Right. right. I, I um, was going to uh, say, you know, that I, 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 as I was thinking about all this, I was like, gosh, you know what? Um, I think time is uh, something that the, the French really excel at. I, I, um, I think you can understand a lot about, uh, yeah, uh, li- you know, to, to have an easier, let's put it this way, have an easier time living as an expat, because I don't know what it's like to be French, but I know what it's like to be uh, an American in France. And I think that if you start looking at how they um, uh, organize their time, you can you can uh, sort of, um, you know, have some clues into what's going on. And um, 
and I think they're very conscious of time and and uh, and uh, and rhythms and structures of time. Mm-hmm. You go, and I, and it made me think about um, uh, like uh, cafes. You know, you you don't get a big uh, unless you're going to Starbucks. Um, that's an imported uh, concept, but you don't go and get a big, you know, bucket of coffee and walk down the street and sip it and then bring it to your desk and drink it. You, uh, you know, you go to the cafe, you're alone. You have probably in a, I mean, this is like my understanding of the world. You know, I'm not saying this is like the heart this is a very kind of cartoonish idea of France, but I, it's how I understand it. You know, you go to the, the counter and you have an espresso, or if you're tired, you can sit at the, you know, at the table, uh, and, and have your espresso, but it's something that you would do, uh, pretty quickly. And then, you know, if you're going to be more leisurely, you might have a cafe au lait or some kind of other longer drink, but an espresso is something, you know, just to be had on the moment. But this idea of to go, why, why to go, why not stay? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It really took a long time for the idea of to go, to come to France and, I remember being told when I asked if I could get a coffee to go that the the French don't eat and drink in the street. I think that's changed somewhat, but yeah, yeah. Like I said, that's uh, been ex- imported here. Um, mm. But the you know you sit you sit down and you take the time to do what you're doing. You don't try to multitask. You go to someone's house. Uh, uh, you, there's a certain expectation of how it's gonna unroll that I found very. Uh, I found that. I don't know. I found that very nice when I first came, you know, after I had a couple invitations, Oh, you know, it could be somebody very bourgeois and they're going to, you know, they're going to invite you at eight and you come at eight fifteen or eight thirty, And then, you know, you're going to be greeted with like this here, I'll give you the worst case scenario, like a cure yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Super sweet white wine with, you know, some grenadine syrup in it. And then, you know, they're going to give you maybe some, you know, little chips of some cold thing and then and uh you know the guests come and you're oh, oh no i guess you would wait for the guests you, i guess you wouldn't you might get a glass of water when you come and then okay so all the guests are, are there you, you get served your alcohol or soft drinks um and it's like this whole occasion right it's like this whole performance and then the, how the night unrolls like a play almost and, you know the cold hors d'oeuvres and then the hot hors d'oeuvres and you're not supposed to serve yourself you're supposed to pass it around and really be leisurely about like the, 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 the smallest peanut on the table, right? You're there to share it. You're not there to just like chow down. And then you, you go to the table and on the whole three course thing, you know, ending with dessert. And then you go to the living room and they might serve you a tisane. You know, I, I, I kind of found that I, I found a lot of security in that knowing how the evening's going to go down. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, kind of I mean, it's true. There's a lot that's codified, like the goûter at four o'clock, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so in some ways they have, I feel like they're, the French are good at slowing down, but then they can also be quite rigid about the structure of things. That's right. There's a rigidity that, that yeah, there are these boundaries uh, to be played with and everybody buys into these boundaries, right? You don't, you know, even if you think it's ridiculous, well, it's going to be, it's there in your society. There's nothing you can do about it. Like, I mean, you could like run a campaign, but that's there. There's an understanding that that's going to be there and you're going to have to contend with that and, and uh, make, you know, explain why you're not going to stay for dinner. You know, you're just going to come in for drinks where I think uh, uh, somebody who comes to your house at four, uh, an American comes to your house at 4 PM. It's not really clear when they're going to leave. The French person is going to have their tea and then that's, they're going to finish their tea and then then they're going to go. 
You mentioned something interesting about time, Andy, earlier. How you guys um, can say as long as you'd like. <laughs> you mentioned that um, with your sense of time, because you're creative and you're an artist, you don't really have the same sort of landmarks and points of time to sort of structure your day that most people do. So for you, you said it was a little bit different. Yeah. I don't have the, yeah, the punctuation of uh, dropping off my kids at school or, um, yeah, I don't have many obligations uh, in the outside world other than the things that I set myself. And that sounds great. And it, so, as I say, so yeah, I sort of like uh, have uh, figured out how to make my world, but I really, really need uh, some regular uh, punctuations of my time could be. As I was saying to you, Tioka, you know, really like every Tuesday night do yoga because otherwise you just sort of are in the sea with no direction. I, I do mm-hmm. like the rigidity of the French because I'm not, a, you know, certain rigidity that you might find in France. And again, I don't want to make anybody out to, but to sound um, cartoonish, but I, 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 I really, really love that because uh, I need structure in my life. Otherwise, I think I do float too much. Yeah, that's a good good point that it does give you sort of ways to bookend your day, even as a creative person that you know, okay, well, four o'clock, you're entitled to take your little goûte, your tea break, and you know that you've got from that time till your 8 p.m. dinner time. So it kind of, it does put these um, sort of frameworks around the time of your day that might be helpful. Yeah, yeah I think, um, it's, uh, it's good. I, and I understand that. You know, some people are looking for their free time and I don't even think of myself as free time, but yeah, some people are looking for that little space where they can <clears throat> do what they feel like doing um, because they have so many obligations in their lives and everything. But uh, um, there is something nice about that too. Right. You see the seasons change. It's like the seasons, right? You see the, um, the actually here, what about that? Like in France, right? You, you go on your, the, the, there's like this uh kind of understanding that oh this is the time we go and we go skiing mm. <laughs> right this exactly. is the time we go uh, to the beach uh there are certain yeah. times of the year that there's this understanding that exactly. it's <laughs> yes, that's true that's a good point it's not only broken up into like how do you spend your days which kind of ironically can be a little bit around food like the coffee hour and then the the cafe hour um but also in france because we do have these school holidays every six weeks we know when it's the fall vacation and we know when it's the ski vacation and the summer vacation and the maybe the countryside vacation um we've got all of these uh kind of points throughout the calendar year that kind of break it up for you and every six weeks. So it's not like you have to go months and months to, to wait for something to change. You feel like this change happens often. Yeah. 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 I think more than in the States where <clears throat> you can be more um, creative with your time. Uh, there's an understanding that, uh, you know, everyone is very busy and uh, you know, uh, we're all doing as we can. There, there's a impatience that's sort of, ex- I think there's an impatience here, but it's a little bit different. But in the States, I feel like people are a little bit more impatient to, mm-hmm. to come and go. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe because there's not these, um, you know, again, not, not this sort of framework, like it's, it's six weeks goes by so quickly. It's easy enough to kind of wait six weeks uh, or to sort of, schedule yourself for six weeks and i find that in france um those six weeks get booked up pretty fast 
And so I'm quite ready to have a little bit of a pause or a reset. Um, whereas in the U.S., um, you know, we might go more on a seasonal kind of calendar. You know, you have that September back to school, but it stretches all the way to Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that blur between Thanksgiving and Christmas, mm-hmm. um, it's not as regular as the French six-week mm-hmm. planning. Yeah, it's more based on a holiday thing rather than yeah. a uh, school calendar and that's not right that's not quite right but um hmm, very interesting i think um to look at that it might be even interesting to look at a culture that we don't know you know the country that we um, we might not know all that well and see how yeah how people think about time i think it says a lot about a culture it does it does um i don't know one thing that um i found interesting about time here is that when I was in New York, I used to um, have a legal pad. So not just a, a regular notepad, but it was an extra long legal it. pad that was my to-do list. And that to-do list had columns. Um, <laughs> and every single day I would have to get through those things on my to-do list on that legal pad, you know, whether it was two columns or three columns. And I would get it done. You know, and in France, um, <laughs> I find that I will write myself a little sticky note, <laughs> all the three things on that sticky note, and I might get through one or two of those things by the end of the day. Yeah. And I don't know what it is, but I find that, um, you know, to get through more than three things on a list a day in Paris is really, really hard. Wow. Um, I understand that there's like this warp. Here, I, I go to my sister's house. We have the legal pad list, let's say. Right. We get it all done, right? And, I, and I'll even say to my sister, do you think we can do all that? We can do this. I mean, we can go shopping. We can do this. No problem. We're in a car. We can do Sorry, my right. computer. I forgot to put off the notifications. But yeah, we do a million things. And in France, I'm like, okay, I'd like to get to the dry cleaners today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, my, that's my goal. <laughs> I wonder how much of it is cultural or how much of it is just because we've changed our lifestyles like all three of us now work sort of freelance Mm -hmm. so we make our own schedules which um, was not the case when i was in the states and you know that old saying like if you want to get something done ask a busy person right so it's like the less time you have the more you end up getting done because you're just in that mode you know maybe but i think um you know like you said andy you mentioned the word car i don't have a car in paris yeah, one of the things on my list was to go to the grocery store. Well, I walked there. Um, granted, it didn't mean uh, you know I didn't have to stop and fill out a, fill up a gas tank, and I didn't have to look for a parking spot. But it took me fifteen minutes to walk there. I carried the groceries back. It took me a little bit uh, more, like twenty minutes maybe, to walk back. Um, and uh, I live on the top floor of my building, and so because during this whole lockdown, I'm not getting as much exercise as I used to. I walked down the stairs instead of you know taking the elevator. So. Um, you know, there are just certain things that are built into life here that might take a little bit longer. Um, I'm trying to take care of some paperwork and I have to get it um, notarized. And it's, you know, it's just like I have to look for this this, this thing that's some, it's not even a certificate. So it's like things that I don't know. I have to kind of dig in a little bit and do some research. It's not like, oh, you click on this website. You click on the PDF, you download the form, you fill it out, you put a stamp on it, you mail it. Yeah. You know, things aren't quite that simple here. 
Plus um, the language um, is not, especially for administrative things. I, I, it makes me very nervous. I, uh, I do speak French, but I, you know, I always, uh, it just gives me a headache. I just, uh, it's really, uh, first of all, administration period is hard to do in any language. And then having to do it in a foreign language, uh, yeah. meet deadlines. It's, I always find that very stressful. So good for you that you can do that. But so I found that, um, I found the sticky pad versus the legal pad a bit stressful in the beginning. Um, but I do think uh, yoga maybe has helped me a lot with that. I really just try to live in the present and what I get done now, I get done now. I'm just breathing through it, walking through it, focusing on right now. And it's interesting. I mean, you have all kind of encounters when you can kind of stay in the present and you're not trying to push or rush so hard um, to kind of hurry things along. You know, you get to chat with your neighbor and you get to chat with the guardian a lot. Um you know, you get to see how things change in your neighborhood. And what I love about living in Paris is, you know, even though I'm walking everywhere and I kind of walk the same routes all the time, I always see something new on a building or I walked by the Eiffel Tower today. I go running by there, walking by there all the time. I've done it for the past, I don't know, 10 whatever years. And today I saw that there was this um, chimney what? by the Eiffel Tower. Um this kind of like tall smokestack thing that was kind of cool looking. I was like, wow, like how many times have I been past the tower and never seen this? Um, so. Yeah. I love yeah. it when that happens. And, and the, yeah, the, the, it's so hard to, um, I think that's one of the challenges actually of our conversations is what, you know, what influences, uh, you know, how are you influenced by France, but also, you know, how does that compare with, we can't know what we would be like right now in time living in the United States. We don't know what that feels. Yeah, it's true. We don't know. No. We've matured. Uh, we've we've uh, we have influence that come from all different places, including France. Mm. Um, so I don't know. It's decipher uh, what about me is uh, me because I'm French and uh, in France. And what about yeah? It's, it's uh, it was so much easier when I got here. You know, I was late. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I do think it's a good thing that we can just be thankful for this sort of um, chance to experience time in a different way. Well, a lockdown for sure yeah, m- makes a difference. It's yeah. A huge difference. Why don't we move into our last segment, the sort of bizu bizu, our kind of tips and tricks and suggestions and recommendations um, that we've discovered yes. while living in Paris. Elizabeth? Well, as you know, I, I struggled a bit this week since we are in lockdown. I haven't really been out much, so you know, can't really experience a lot of, you know, culture or uh, do a lot of shopping. But uh, I will sing the praises this week of uh, boxed wine. So, um, I think it gets a bad rap, but you know, in the wine shops around Paris, like Nicolas or your neighborhood wine shop, they do often have very good boxed wine, and it's a lot less expensive and you can get bigger quantities. And so we bought some uh, Coteron from our, our local shop and we've been enjoying a little bit every night. And it's nice uh, to not have to go out as much or feel like I have all of these bottles that I'm a big lush, but <laughs> I guess it comes out to be the same. It's just like one of those, like a little faucet thing of wine. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's got a little spout on it and um, it's, you know, you can get like five or 10 liters in, in a box and it's very good quality. 
And because you're buying bigger quantities, it actually ends up being less expensive usually. So go to your local wine shop and ask the person there who's very knowledgeable for some good boxed wine. You know, that probably uh, for... That could be kind of like a fun thing to bring back to the states because it's not a, in glass, right? It's no. Like, no, but it but they are in large quantities, so I don't know if you, you could put it in your suitcase, maybe, yeah, but maybe. I wouldn't. Well, that would be <laughs> <laughs> That's a good Andy. one. So, Andy, do you have a bizu bizu for this week? Yeah. So. Um, I think I mentioned it on the last one, and I'm sure everyone's keeping track of my conversation. So, uh, but my my bizu bizu is um, after when I was sick, I got um, some friends. One gave me lentil soup, which was delicious. Thank you. Mm. <laughs> and the other was circus a delivery from a friend. She lives in uh, Berkeley, California, and she sent me circus um, bakery goods. Mm. Um, circus bakery uh, is in the fifth arrondissement. They do deliveries. These really nice looking guys on bikes come and they, they have all this fresh vegetables. There's like, like, it changes every single week and their bakery baked goods are great. I recommend the cinnamon roll. It's mm. out of the world. They have brioche and they, um, I really, really recommend it. They're super nice. They're trying all different things. You can buy magazines there. That just It's kind of like a concept store. It's sort of like, um, what was that name uh, on uh, Faubourg Saint-Antoine? There was a con- Colette. Uh. It was, yeah, it's kind of like Colette, uh, but for food. And they also have uh, mineral wine. That's it. Oh, I'm going to check that out. I wonder if they deliver out to me. Cinnamon rolls. Amazing. Mm. <laughs> what about you, Tioka? Oh, well, my bizu bizu is not so very exciting this week um, because we're on lockdown. I've become a little cleaning obsessed. And um, because I'm trying to stick a, I just feel like um, kind of sensitive to different perfumes. Um, when it's too much, it's too much. So I've really stripped my cleaning process down to the basics. And I feel like we're all kind of addicted to alcohol, not the alcohol we drink, but the alcohol we use to disinfect our hands. Yeah. And so I've kind of created my own house cleaning products based on this alcohol and a little bit of essential oil. Um, mm. And I find it cleans super well. The surfaces are sparkling um and i don't have the the sort of problems that i have with some of the the heavily perfumed and kind of heavily kind of chemical based cleaning products so my bizu bizu this week is simply to invite people to kind of look at the ingredients in their cleaning products especially since we're spending so much time at home right now and be a little bit more thoughtful about that and if you can maybe pare it down or strip it down to kind of the essentials a little bit of alcohol a little bit of essential oil um I even uh, read something in the New York Times because I am addicted to my little dose of the U.S. Um, the New York Times. And they said, you know, just adding a little bit of um, dish detergent soap, if you have a surface that might be a little bit greasy, a little bit grimy, that can help. But we can simplify our cleaning mm-hmm. um, products a lot, and it would probably be better for our home environment and better for our health. And that's my little bizu bizu for today. Good advice. Thank you so much, ladies, for sharing your thoughts. Um, For any of our listeners, please do stay in touch. You can reach us on our website or rather by email, prettypleaseparis at gmail.com. And you can also give us some likes on your favorite podcast listening services. Until next time, bisous, bisous. Bisous. (laughs) Bye-bye.